All right, everyone, welcome and happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Homemade Ops. We actually have a lot of good stuff today we're gonna to be talking about. We're gonna be talking a little bit about uh, 401ks and uh, not gonna get into too much detail on what those are, but there's a few things in the news, especially pertaining to COVID that we're gonna discuss. We're also gonna talk a little bit about unemployment percentages and how those are down and also what we watched this weekend. Okay, news for you today. We have some fantastic news for you, which is that unemployment percentage is down in America. This is awesome Ooh. news. Yeah, kind of unexpected. Uh, actually, super unexpected. According to CNBC, uh, they wrote an article, where, an article where they said May's payroll increase of $2.5 million was the largest on record, while the unemployment rate fell from 13.3% from April's 14.7%. The street consensus forecast had called for payrolls to drop by $8.3 million and for the unemployment, to the unemployment rate to rise to 195 so the big news story last week was, whoa, they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> way off. I thought this is going to go all the way up to almost 20% and it went down to 13, which is crazy. And it was the biggest one month job growth since at least 1939, they said. And this sparked the markets to just go crazy. Like it's uh, the markets, the Dow, uh, NASDAQ and all that fun stuff. It, it's New York Stock Exchange. It just skyrocketed. Things were, that's good news. Finally, some good it news. You know? I'm happy to see it. And you know what was really interesting in that same article? They said that leisure and hospitality represented almost half the jobs gained. So I think people are opening back up, you know, and it's happy to hear. Yeah. Hotels. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear it for those industries. I saw the saddest thing. It was an advertisement, I think, on Instagram for a bakery that had opened in February. And they're like, please come get our cupcakes or whatever, you know, and it, it was so heartbreaking. So I, they just yeah. started and then COVID hit. Yeah, I feel for those Brutal. industries. It's tough for travel, entertainment. I mean, movie theaters still aren't open, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So really, really exciting. But this kind of goes into something that I was thinking about. It goes a little bit into what did we watch this weekend? So this is another one that I watched, Todd had seen, Pretty much the world had seen, but I just never had. And I watched, it was The Pursuit of Happiness. It was on Netflix. With Will Smith. Mm -hmm. yeah. So an older movie. I think I'd seen parts of it. I'd heard of it, but I just never sat down and watched it. So a spoiler alert. Um, it's based on a true story. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen to the next like 15 seconds. But it's about a guy who's destitute. And he, you know, he had made this kind of bad investment um, for a sales job and didn't go well. And he ends up becoming homeless with his little son. And during that time, he takes an unpaid internship as a stock tra training to be a stockbroker. And he ends up, you know, while he's homeless doing all of this, he ends up overcoming that, getting a job as a stockbroker, and eventually founding his own firm and becoming like a multimillionaire. It was a really inspiring movie. I thought it was really amazing. And it got me thinking a lot about some of the things we have going on today because there are a lot of people in really tough situations like this guy. And I saw an article from the New York Times and this was the subheading on it. It said, those entering the job market in a downturn may never catch up in pay, opportunities, or confidence. I thought, what a horrible article title. I know it was written poorly, but it was so depressing. It was from a little bit further back when the coronavirus was really bad. And... I do believe there's truth to that 
that people coming in the job market, it's a lot harder and they don't have the same opportunities. And if you, if I was just graduating college or high school right now, I mean, that's not an easy time. You know, no, companies aren't hiring. I even knew people, tons of people who we were interviewing for positions at my job for a part-time, you know, college student and all their summer internships were, can't, were canceled. It's a really horrible thing. But I was just thinking about the contrasting that title with the movie I watched because while things are difficult, and I 100% acknowledge that, I just think this title of these people may never catch up in pay opportunities or confidence. Never? You know, I think it's hard. I just think that that's such a self-defeating mindset where I was watching this movie and I was really inspired by this guy who even though he went through all these really hard things, he still persisted. And it kind of taught me the lesson of just because this is where you are financially today does not mean that's where you'll be tomorrow. And you can overcome that. And I've thought about in our life when we've had, you know, a tough financial period that the hardest thing is it usually feels like I'm never going to get over this or this is my forever. But I love the message of that movie that just because you're like this today, you can overcome that. And these people that are graduating now completely acknowledge that it is difficult. But I think it's important to believe in yourself and believe that you can catch up in pay. You can catch up in opportunities and you should have the confidence that you can and believing in yourself because having the mindset that you'll never catch up disincentivizes you from ever doing anything if you feel like you're never going to get better. It's yeah, for sure. Like if if you have this mindset of, you know what? I have because of whatever circumstance available, because of COVID or whatever it may be, I'm never going to get ahead. Or whatever whatever situation you might be presented with at that particular time. Well, if you agree with that, then it just might become true. Where you actually might not figure out the path. And here's the truth of life. It's uh, the path is hard, you know, trying to figure out life, trying to figure out what's correct, trying to find jobs, trying to find what school you should go to, tuition, loans, mortgages, all of this stuff is really hard. So trying to navigate through this path can be challenging. But here's the thing. You can do it. It can be done. And that's what we that's the kind of the feeling that Kimberly and I had last week when the the job numbers were increasing and the market started stabilizing a little bit and uh, skyrocketing. We were just thinking, okay, you know what? There still may be some dips in the market. There may be some challenges. Some other jobs might go away from some of the other places and they may come back in others. But overall, I think we can do this. And I just think a little bit of positivity from time to time can actually really go a far way. So with that said, so with that said, let's go ahead and move on over to our next section here. We want to just review uh, last week's topics, and then we're going to discuss something kind of related to the news, but pertaining to 401ks here. So first, let's talk about what happened last week. So last week, we discussed some tips and tricks to get better by automating your processes, and that is by setting up bill pay and also uh, learning about HSAs and their different contributions. Monday last week, we talked about uh, your bill pay. Now, one of the things and principles that Kimberly and I are very, very adamant on is uh, having automation take place. When you're dealing with finances for the first time, it is extremely difficult trying to remember all these things, learn all these things, especially if it's not your line of work. If it's not your line of work, you don't deal with numbers every day, uh, money every day. Well, then you're not going to be thinking about it all the time. And then you're just trying to develop all these habits, kind of like Kimberly's point with the pursuit of happiness, that whole movie. 
If you want to win, if you want to get ahead, you have to develop habits that are going to help you get there. And uh, But the problem is you can get very derailed if you're not if you're very new to the system and you just look at the whole mountain and get overwhelmed. That was one of our main topics last week was being overwhelmed. So we discussed, okay, automate. How you can help yourself not feel overwhelmed is by focusing on just the foot right in front of you and look at your goals, look at the mountain, but then when you climb the mountain, if you're looking at your feet, every foot in front of you, every time you look up, you'll get closer to that top and feel more comfortable. So first thing we talked about in helping set you up on your journey to automation and finances is setting up a bill pay. You don't have to do it, but it's just a nice way to get all of your bills taken care of in one spot. Review last week's episode to see how that goes. Then the next thing we talked about was HSA contributions. So the HSA, remember we talked about, is kind of the golden account. We love it. (laughs) uh, We love HSAs. Remember, they're the ones that taxes never touch. Not the money going in, not the growth, and not the money coming out. They're really, really special. And we talked about in that episode how you can pay for your medical expenses out of pocket and let that money grow and then reimburse yourself out of it later. We've talked about that a lot in detail, so check out that episode for some more strategies to make that account work for you. But just look into it because it is an awesome tool to help grow your wealth and really make your, com- your family comfortable for retirement. They're awesome. So if, but again, review last week's episodes because there are some cases where you may not want to use HSAs and some where you do. So just double check those episodes out. Talk with your advisors, counselors, whoever it may be, financial planners, and they'll help you out. Okay, so now let's talk about another kind of account (laughs) that is very prevalent in modern society, and that is 401ks. Ooh, Now, really quick, before we get into this, remember, we're talking about a lot of different types of, like Todd said, accounts. All this means is they're all just different types of basically bank accounts, an HSA, a 401k, an IRA. When you hear all those terms, they're just places to store your money. They're just accounts with special tax rules. So it's not like some new thing you've never heard of. It's just a bank account with some really special rules around it. Exactly. And different investment strategies Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to when it comes to saving your money, right? So so what a 401k is, it's a type of account that is usually set up through your employer and what it's going to do is basically help you save for retirement. And uh, the reason why 401ks can be very useful, there's pros and cons to them if you have a bad managing company, for example, that takes too many fees, <laughs> that's then that's a bad 401k provider. But if your company has a good 401k provider where they charge fewer fees, well, this is what they're designed to do. You put money in and you put money into this so-called account, this bank account, right? Well, what's happening is you have this uh, this 401k account and what it tells is it tells Uncle Sam or the government, if, you're, if everyone's unfamiliar with Uncle Sam, <laughs> it's telling the government how that money is going to be taxed. So there are different types of 401ks, and we'll talk about those down the road, all right? We're not going to get into too much detail on the different kinds of 401ks, like a Roth 401k, a traditional 401k, and what those are. That's for another episode. But just know for now that what a 401k is going to do is set up different tax benefits for you, kind of like uh, like an HSA, where there's some tax benefits on the growth, on distributions. It just depends on which one you choose. So why do they do this? Well, because if you have tax benefits on them, you get to keep more of that money, which will make your money grow faster than if you're 
saving up for retirement with money that you've already paid taxes on. So when you go to an employer and you get your paycheck and you're like, yay, I got some money. Well, taxes came out of that. If you look at your if you look at your form, your W-2 at the end of the year, it's going to tell you how much money was taken out of your payroll to pay Uncle Sam. And then if you're above that number or below that number, you may have to file for a, a for taxes, right? Well, so when it comes to a 401k, this is going to avoid that. It's going to say, you know what? Let's allow you to keep more of your money so that way you can save up for retirement. That is the goal of a 401k. So here's the thing that you want to know about, though. In the news, so this kind of fits under the news for you section, but we really wanted to talk about this in this section today. What, uh, what we learned is during COVID-19, there's actually a principle called 401k loans. What is this? And we think this is relevant to right now. So we wanted to hurry and present this with everybody. Well, a 401k loan is a bunch of, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a rule that allows you to pull money out of your 401k temporarily that you've normally saved up for retirement and use it for personal expenditures if you're having some troubles or financial difficulties. So 401ks normally are really restricted where you will incur penalties and you'll incur extra taxes if you pull out the money earlier than you're supposed to, which is the retirement age. So you can't just put money into it and then decide, oh, I'm 45, I want to retire now and pull it out. They have rules about when. So if you take out money beforehand, you're taking a loan from your 401k, which is really a loan from yourself because that's your money. Because it's your own money. So that's kind of the thing that's a little bit different about it. So your 401k, normally you don't touch that money. And that's kind of the deal that you make with the government. The government says, hey, you know what? If you're going to take advantage of taxes here, well, then you can't touch this money for a period of time. And so that's generally the case. But when it comes to emergencies, there are some certain circumstances where you can take money out of your 401k as a loan, as Kimberly was saying, but you have to put that money back in somehow. Okay. Now there's a couple other options that don't allow for this, but in particular, we want to talk about 401k loans today. So here are the rules for that in particular. So before COVID, it was actually $50,000. So you actually, it's, there's kind of two rules here. So normally you have to borrow the lesser of these two items, $50,000 or 50% of the total amount that's in your 401k. And that's so, the max. You can borrow less than that, but that's as much as you can borrow. Exactly. No more than 50K or just 50% of your loan. Exactly. So if I have $100,000 or less, that's not a good idea, 200, let's, do, let's say that. Uh, so if I have $200,000 in my 401k, well, then I would be limited to $50,000 because 50% would be 100, but it says the lesser of the two, which is in this case, the $50,000. So if you had, let's say $80,000, well, then you would do, uh, then you would do 40,000 at that point, because the second rule would apply, which is the 50%, which is lower than 50. So whichever one is lower between the two is what you can do. However, because of COVID-19 uh, and, uh, and the stimulus package and a few other things, they've actually increased that amount, amount temporarily. We don't know how long it's going to be for. We don't know if it's going to be uh, permanent after this point. I have a feeling it's just going to be temporary for a while, but it might stick around for a little bit. And what that is, the limit has been increased by 100% to $100,000. So now if you have money in your 401k and you need to borrow it, you can pull it out of your 401k and then you'll be paying it back over in installments over a period of time, usually five years. Now, here's the thing, though. 
When you do that, there's a few things you need to know about. Uh, number one is you're going to incur interest payments. Now, it's kind of weird. This is not typically how interest works with like a bank or anything like that, because typically when, a, when you get a loan from a bank, you're using money that's not yours. And so the bank is going to say, hey, because you're using my money, I'm going to charge you to use my money. And that's what interest is. They're saying, you're borrowing my money. You pay me, let's say 2%. Oh, 2% would be great. <laughs> it's usually more than that, like uh, 4, 5, 6%. So you're using my money. Here's the cost of using my money. Do you agree or not? And that's how you pay for a mortgage, for example. Well, when you're doing a 401k and you're borrowing against a 401k, you're actually borrowing your own money. So you do have to pay interest, ironically enough, but guess who you're paying? Yourself. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. interesting there. Like when you get a mortgage, you're paying the loan back. So if you get a $200,000 mortgage, you're paying back the $200,000 plus a percent of interest, which is they're saying, hey, that's why what you have to pay for borrowing our money. But here you're borrowing against yourself. But because those funds are restricted that you're not supposed to touch until you retire, the government says, well, you're technically borrowing those funds because you're not supposed to touch them. So the good thing is, is that you aren't just paying extra fees to the government or something. You're putting that money right back in your 401k, which is good. It's basically leaving one wallet and going into the other. So if you pulled out $50,000, for example, now you can pull up up to 100,000. But if you pull out uh, $50,000, well, you're gonna be paying a little bit more than 50,000 over the five years back into your 401k. Now, just a heads up though, because you're borrowing that money, you're not going to have the tax benefit on the money that you put back into the account. So you do, you will be paying the full 50 plus interest back. It's still your money, but you may not have the tax benefits on it. Yeah, they're normally paid back through payroll deductions. So what will happen is you'll borrow the money and then your employer will deduct a certain amount. Usually I've seen, they usually are over about five years is the payback period. And so they'll deduct a small amount from your payroll every month, which is the interest and the principal paying back that loan. And that's not before tax. So you don't get the tax benefit of that. You're just paying that back with your paycheck. So that's one reason why it's not advantageous to you. The good news is that you can pay it back early without incurring any prepayment fees. So say you borrow the full 50000 right? But then you pay it back six months later, you won't be paying that much interest. Still not tax. You still don't get the tax benefit on what you're paying back but you can pay it back early. So let's give you a couple warnings with this though, okay? Because you might have heard these options like saying, hey, are you out of money? Borrow from your 401k, you know, articles in the news. Well, a few things you should know about. If you don't pay back in full, all right? So if you don't pay the money back to your own 401k in full after the grace period is over. Usually grace, about five years. Usually about five years. Grace period is the time that you agreed to pay it back in. Well, you may have to pay a 10% penalty and a penalty tax, right? Or a, or a fee rather. So you'll have to pay that money, which is problematic. That's a lot of dough. 10% is not little. And the amount becomes taxable. So you have to be sure that you want to pull this money out. It's a last resort type of thing because this money is for your retirement. Number one, you want to have money in retirement. And also number two, if you don't pay it back in time to your own account, then you may be suffering some from fees and that sort of deal. So just be careful. The money becomes taxable. So it's the amount that you pulled out is no longer going to have that tax benefit. You'll have to owe Uncle Sam that extra money. They'll say, hey, guess what? You're not using the money for retirement for this stuff. You didn't pay it back in time. Guess what? You're now paying taxes on it. 
so you don't get those tax benefits. That's a problem. Uh, so you lose your tax status with uh, the money, and now you have to pay it. You lose the benefit. Not a whole lot of fun. Now, let me get to the second warning, too. Kimberly and I generally don't like 401k loans. <laughs> we don't like them because, number one, you have all these risks when you pull out money. If you don't pay it back in time, you're in trouble. Uh, number two is it could develop a bad habit. And what that habit is, is, oh, you know what? If I'm ever in trouble, I can pull out this money from here and then no longer, you don't have that money any longer in your retirement account for the future. The more money you take out of your retirement account, the worse you're going to be because that money is how you're going to grow from interest. Now, we'll talk about interest a little bit later on, but it's the concept of, hey, if you have $100,000 in your bank account, and you're earning 10% on that, well, then you earned $10,000 that year. If the, let's, say you're in, let's say you earned 10% on some sort of mutual fund, which would be outstanding. But just for simplicity's sake, so you have $100,000, you have a, a mutual fund or an account that earns 10% on it, so now you have $110,000 in your account. Well, then the next year, you have $110,000 in your account, and let's say that earns an additional 10%, well, now you're earning more, more money. That's what compounding interest is. And that's how the rich get wealthy, is using interest and investments. So if you pull that money out, $50,000, so I pull out $50,000 and now I only have $50,000 left in my 401k. Now you just cut your interest, you just cut your earnings potential. Because now you have $50,000 in your 401k and that earns 10%, guess how much you're getting? $5,000 instead of the 10. And so at that point, you lose your uh, you lose your momentum when it comes to your 401ks. So the goal is get your money, put it in there, don't touch it, and just keep putting as much money as you possibly can in there because over time it's going to earn more and more and more. At least that's the hope, right? That's what people hope to do uh, depending on your 401k provider. And that's what's going to get you to that wealth freedom. So we generally don't recommend pulling money out because then you will develop the habit that, you know what, I can always pull money out from it and then it will obstruct your actual potential for earning more money down the road. Plus, you have to be careful because as Todd mentioned, this is just a bank account with special tax rules, but usually that money is taken and put in an investment in a mutual fund, in bonds. We'll talk more about those in other episodes. But it's put in investments, not just sitting there as cash so it can grow. And then when you retire, your money has exponentially grown. You put in a little amount and it's huge without you doing anything. That's the idea. However, think about it, for example, with COVID-19, the market, which is what your money's invested in, was high probably when you put your money in last year. It was the highest market it's ever been. Then this year it was low. So if you put in your money when it was high and then you pull it out when it's low, that means your money is worth less. So maybe you put in, you had $10,000 in your account, but the account doesn't stay there because remember that's not cash. Maybe it was down to $8,000 this year and you pulled it out. That means you lost that $2,000 growth because you didn't leave that money in there and you pulled out your eight. So not only did you lose your cash that you could have saved for retirement, but you lost that growth. Your money is actually worth less. It's kind of as if you put $20 in a piggy bank um, and then you wanted to save it and it, it will grow if you leave it. But then when you go to pull out the money, you only have $15. And when you pull it out, it's not going to grow anymore. Your money was actually worth less. So you've got to be careful of that too, that you want your money to stay in there. You want it to ride out difficult financial times because by the time you retire, it will be worth more. 
Absolutely. So keep that in mind. So try not to touch your your retirement accounts. That's our general rule because you, just like Kimberly was saying, you lose that potential and sometimes you lock in your losses if you, uh, if you pull out money when the market is low. And that's also a potential problem. One of the biggest mistakes that um, that amateur investors make is they get scared when the market drops and they pull all their money out. Well, then you just locked in your losses. If you bought a stock at $20, well, there you go. But then if you sold it, if the market drops at $10, well, I just lost $10 on my investment. So in that case, I locked in my losses. It's now $10. But what happens if the market rebounds and goes back up to 20? Well, you lost out on returning your money back. And that's, uh, or getting your value in that account back. Yeah, that money's not static. It's not like a bank account where you put in $50 and it just stays at $50. It goes up and down. So you have to be careful not to pull it out when it's low because that means you lost that money. You actually did. If I put in $20 into investment, now it's worth 10 and I pull out that money, I only have $10. My money's cut in half. Exactly. So this is what we're here for. We're here to help you understand these principles so going forward you don't run into these problems. Now we're going to talk about in future episodes more about interest. Uh, we're going to talk more about uh, uh, 401ks, Roth IRAs, and the investments that you can put your money into like uh, like in mutual fund stocks, bonds, and all that in the future. Uh, but for now, we also want to make one last note. If you are in dire need and need to pull out that money of the 401k, that's okay. All right. You, you, if you have to talk with the tax consultant, talk with your financial planners, whatever, uh, whoever, you, uh, whoever's responsible and helping you out with this. Uh, but don't make that choice just because it's available. Make that choice because you actually need it and it's the last resort. But again, talk with your financial planners and consultants so that way you make sure you make the right choice. Okay, to wrap up today, we have a special announcement on Homemade Ops. We have a new segment we're starting where normally we do our episodes every Monday, Wednesday. We're adding a Friday episode some weeks where it's called Friday Friends, and we're bringing on people that we can interview and some of our friends or you know local people who have a lot of expertise that we want to learn from or have interesting experiences. So we have a special guest this Friday that we'll announce on Wednesday. So tune in for that and check out those episodes to come learn from the people that we know and the people that we would learn from in our lives. So we have a lot of friends who have a lot of really interesting perspectives and and tips to offer all of you. So if you have any questions, feel free uh, to send us some notes on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. Uh, If you have any topics you want to hear about, And if you want to learn about things in particular, please let us know. We'd love to address them and also bring up your questions right on the air so that way we can make sure you're getting the tender love and care that we all need, especially in these tough times with COVID and uh, markets and all that kind of thing. So thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Homemade Ops. Feel free to subscribe, give us five-star rankings so that way we can get the word out to everybody that we exist and we're here to help you. Join the community, join the family, and we'll see you Wednesday. See you on another episode of Homemade Ops.